1: Welcome to what is a chilly evening in Southern California here with some crazy weather on the horizon. As always, your host Brett Connors here with my co-host Jimmy Connors up the coast. What is up? Well, chilly to say
0: the least. I I've had a kind of a crazy day, but I did go out and take a golf lesson, and mm. I had a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, and a jacket. So it was it was more than just chilly. It was cold, and the wind was blowing about forty. So. And expected to get worse tonight, but it's been a good day, and uh, yeah, happy to be with you.
1: Crazy day! What's going on? Tell me about it.
0: Well, a crazy day. I got up and uh, and got and get going. I went on my bike ride. I got my hour bike ride in, and you know, facing that uh, that that wind, uh, it it turned my hour bike ride into a little more. You know, going up those uh, little hills that I go up were were a little bit difficult, but I got a good workout came and, uh, you know, the market was open. So I got in and uh, got down to a little work and, you know, tried to make a dollar or two. Uh, I'm not going to tell you if it was good or bad, but uh, I was I was in it to win it and uh, see how that went. Then I went out and I took a golf lesson. And my buddy uh, at the Montecito Club, uh, Michael, who's, uh, you know, is a great pro. He takes what you have and works with it. And and I told him I was having having a few problems getting out of the sand and and he took me in the bunker and it, within five minutes he uh i mean he sees what's you know what's wrong with my swing and what I need to do and and had me you know i I wasn't getting out the way I wanted to but at least I was getting out and I wasn't leaving you know two or three in the sand and uh you know the 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 bunkers are are deep and and uh, the sand is soft so it's kind of a different uh play for me but it was it was fun you know learning how to you know, do it right, and 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 what it, what it takes for me to to get out and try to to be a better bunker player. And you know, now you know, got home. I took Bogey or a little mini schnauzer for a walk, and came in, and now I'm hanging with you. So that's not
1: so bad. Not so bad at all. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the combo with us as we await a blizzard warning for the mountains around Los Angeles. That's right, blizzard. And we are going to play it up to the nines, Midwest and back east, <laughs> even though you guys hey, listen, have blizzards. Well,
0: you know, we, we don't we don't really, you know, want the cold weather. I mean, you know, Santa Barbara's probably got the best uh, the best weather in the country uh, year round. But uh, it, it's cold and, and uh, the snow in the mountains and, you know, the runoff that we're going to get is going to, you know, fill our reservoirs, fill our lakes and and uh, be good for us. So, uh, you know, we can put up with uh, with a little tough weather for a while.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people think it's crazy, but there are mountains pretty close to LA, like, you know, 80, 80 minutes away or something. Uh, you know, it was like mountain high and some other mountains where, you know, snow happens all the time. We see it from our, from our living room. But uh, blizzard is the word that stands out to me as we are not used to that unless we're going through the drive through at Dairy Queen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> good kind of,
0: comparison. It was, Very good. It
1: started warming up a little bit. It, it, I was like, oh, are we through the cold? And it was pretty warm at night. I was, you know, usually wearing a jacket, and I would just go with a long sleeve shirt. But uh, all of a sudden, it's taking a turn for the chilly, and uh, I don't mind it. I kind of like when we get a little weather and and get some rain, and if we get a little snow, even better. But uh, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll let you guys know. But um, talk to me about, let's do some tennis. I don't want to keep you too long. I'm a little tired. I'm in the middle of five tournaments going on right now for Tennis Channel, so I got to get some dinner and get in bed. But... Last week, had some pretty big names come through and win. I wanted to get your take with Carlitos Alcaraz back on yep. the scene after a few months off in the winner's circle, winning down in Argentina. Our guy Daniel Medvedev picked up a good win mm-hmm. over a red-hot uh, Yannick Sinner who backed up yep, his win in the week before yep. uh, with another good run to the final. Uh, played a good three-set match. Taylor Fritz wins Del Rey and uh, breaks into the top five for the first time. First American in the top five since Andy Roddick. Wow. Um, and, Interesting. Yep. And then Iga Swiantek uh, just continues to roll right along. She lost, I think, five games in her tournament win last week in um, Doha. So give me a little bit on 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 some of those.
0: I'll tell you about Alcaraz. Uh, you know, he's been out for, you know, three or four months. He missed the Australian because of injuries, I guess. And, uh, you know, to come back after that and getting healthy and, you know, and playing some good tennis to win his first event back, you know, usually – you know, you're you're a little tentative uh, after coming back after an injury and, you know, not playing for three uh, for three months or so. But obviously he jumped right back into it. He must be feeling really good, uh, not only about his health, but about his game and, and his conditioning. So, you know, for him to come through uh, the first tournament back was pretty impressive.
1: Let me give you one one follow up on that. Okay. What do you think? I think some people have you know, not given him shit, but, you know, questioned, oh, he, he started back on the clay. You know, why isn't he playing on the indoors? Why isn't he playing Doha? But don't don't you think it's kind of smart? Like if you're coming back from some injuries to maybe start off on the clay? I mean, you love the, if you love the surface, it's a little softer, you know, it gives you time to kind of, you know, get into a rhythm, kind of get back into, into playing condition. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I think you're right there. But, you know, why should he even give a shit about what anybody thinks or says? <laughs> you, you know, to be honest True. with you, I mean, you know, it's it's his career. It's his body. It's his... You know, it's his confidence, you know, to come back and, you know, and to try to, you know, get back to where he was before, you know, before the injuries. And, you know, missing the Australian, you know, in these days is is a big deal. And, you know, not so much in my day, but, you know, now it's a big deal. So, you know, to come back and to get prepared, I mean, he's got, you know, some major events coming up, you know, that are on hard courts here in Palm Springs and then down in Miami. And you know, and then, you know, you roll over to Europe to go to Monte Carlo and Rome. I don't know if he's playing all those, but I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, throwing all the big events that are, you know, coming up. So, you know, you know, why should he really care about what anybody thinks or says? I mean, it's it's all about, you know, what's good for him to get back to where he wants to be to, you know, to play in these major and these big events coming up. So, you know, listen, everybody's an armchair quarterback. You know that, you know, that, that, that Monday morning quarterback, they've never lost a game, <laughs> right. you know, so to, to worry about any, anybody else's, you know, my, my new line now is he's, you know, everybody was worrying so much about what he does. If they worried that much about what they did, there wouldn't be a problem, <laughs> you know, right. their own self. So, you know, he, he's doing what's best for him, mm-hmm. you know, to go and, and, to, to get back on top and, and to get that confidence, you know, going into you know what's coming up in the next three or four months, you know, with Wimbledon and the French and the you know the 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 one thousands and Indian you know all Wells, that Miami. So, yeah yeah you know so you know why why you know why, what what difference does it make what uh, what anybody else says? you know go and you know do your own thing and and be be happy and satisfied with that you know and and uh, and then whatever happens you have no regrets mm-hmm. that that's my whole thing. Yeah, and you know if he's going to run uh, run to to Doha or run here or run there, yeah, you know, you know, he, I, I don't know. That's yeah. just my opinion. You well, know, do do what's uh, what's
1: best for himself. Don't, but don't you think? Uh, I mean, since Indian Wells has played so slow recently, like the gritty courts there that they talk about, I mean, it, it's not going to be as difficult of a transition. Like you know, he plays a couple of clays, gets in shape, wins that tournament, probably his favorite. Right, all, the,
0: all the all the all the surfaces play about the same anyway. Right. Right, right yeah. or wrong? Yeah, you know I, the. I think so. I mean, what about the ball? Is the ball the same? Are they changing the ball? I, think I don't
1: they, think so. I think they play with one ball for a while, and they go to another one as it leads up to other tournaments. Like right now, I think they're on the AO ball, you know. But I think it depends. But yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's as bad a thing to play a little clay. I mean, he loves it. And he gets back into it. Gets a gets some more yeah. match play against maybe a field that you know he can. Uh, Handle a little easier and matches. And first his conditioning.
0: Back. He's been, you know, there's a there's a big difference between practicing. We we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between practicing and playing matches. You know, so he goes out and he plays these matches. Uh, he's playing against competition. He's getting his conditioning. He's getting his game in order, which is only going to prepare him for what's down the road.
1: Right. So
0: I think that, that that he made a good choice. Yeah. You know, why, why jump in? You know, sometimes it's better to get your feet wet first. Yep. You know, coming coming back into it.
1: Yep. So he I, looked you know, good. So and yep. then can't okay. question that. Yep. Talk to me about Medvedev beats center. Center takes the first set, and then Med wins, uh, loses you know seven five, and goes six two six two. center with a good week. You know, had wins over Walrinka, had uh, Greek Greek Spore, who's been playing really well. Um, Benjamin Bonzi. He's had Bonzi, a couple good weeks in a row Sitsipas. though. Tsitsipas. Yeah, he has. So talk to me about Med and Center and what you liked about that. They're both yeah, hard to beat you indoors. Know, you know,
0: Center. We've talked about Center for for a couple of years here, how we think that you know he's one of the next guys to step up and and, and really kind of start taking over. But Medvedev, you know, to to come through and and to win that, uh, especially the way he did after losing the first set and then winning two and two, he's had he's been on a dry spell. Uh, you know, he's you know his. I'm trying to go back. Is it two years ago when he when he had a really great a uh, great year and then he kind of. You know, didn't uh, yeah. play up to his own expectations. He had a couple really good it,
1: years when he won the Open. When he broke through yes. and won the Open over Joker.
0: Right. You know, but but since then, you know, to come back and, and to beat Sinner, who's on a roll also and been playing some some good tennis. But, you know, like I said, you know, we, we've liked Sinner for a number of years now. And, and it's good to see the way he plays and the way he's going after it. And, and uh, you know, it's almost like he's playing with no fear now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and which is good because he he's confident, he knows how good he is, and and he's not afraid to go out there and and put it on the line, and and we you know we talk about this often also that you know he had a good week the week before now he had another good week here he lost in three sets in the final now what
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what's it going to take for him to start getting over that hump and instead of losing in three sets to to win that match over. Over a world world class player like Medvedev, mm-hmm. who you know, who a resurgence, you know, for him is also going to be good for the game.
1: Oh yeah, uh, you know, he dropped out of the top ten. Dropped out of the top ten. So you're well, right. He's he's on the way back, and 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 Sinner, I think it's like the Darren Cahill effect. I think is is there. Darren's been working with him now for a little while, so I think that's starting to show results. My thing with Sinner is. Wins are going to translate to the slams? Like he ha- he's had well, some great matches and had some great wins at the slams, but he hits the wall at the quarterfinals. I don't think mm. he's made a semi yet. I-, I might be wrong, but that's the thing where it's like, I think, uh, you know, cause sometimes he gets some injuries and-, and that. So you're, you're right. I think he's, I mean, he's good at two out of three, you know, he's uh, seven titles. We said last time, he's just 21 years old. So, I mean, he's, and he's good indoors. He's good on all surfaces. So, I just think it's when's he going to get that semifinal or maybe break through and get to a final is, uh, is what I'm hoping to see pretty soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you are hear in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and not as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
1: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: Well, I want to tell you what, uh, what your grandma always told me when it, when it came time, you know, to, to break through that, to that next level. She goes, sometimes you just got to go just cut loose. You know, and and, and just, you know, just give it everything, no matter what the result, because if you're tight and you you're 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 questioning yourself and everything, you're going to lose anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so why don't you just go cut loose and give it everything you have? Not that he doesn't, you know, but but, you know, that that's why a clear mind, you know, to have your mind clear so that you can understand. Listen, you know, I I, now I'm in the quarterfinals. I've been here before, but I haven't made it. What's it going to take? You know, but all these guys now, they have so many, uh, so many, uh, they, they've got uh, instructors and they've got uh, dietitians and they've got, physios. you know, physios. They've got everybody around them. They should be, you know, pushing that on him. Listen, you've been here before. What's it going to take for you to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, where the next level, the semifinals or the finals, you know, and eventually, you know, to, to win a Grand Slam. Obviously, he has the talent.
1: Yeah, and he's good enough too. Well, don't you think? Because because he's twenty one, you know. And then how old were you when you won your first slam? Like twenty one or two? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, it's one of those things where like you get we kind of get uh, lulled into like being used to hearing about some of these guys so long, where you go like, oh, you're like why hasn't he broke through? But you are like, he's still just twenty one, you know? Yeah, but but
0: you know now you know the the word around is if you ain't breaking in when you are nineteen or twenty, you know maybe you know go to school. Yeah, uh, you know these kids are coming out so young now, and and they're big and they're strong, and 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 and, and they have a purpose, uh, you Definitely. know, to to go and and to you know to change their life to be a great player, you know. So you know that's also what what he's going to be fighting against. You know, 21, 22, 23. Now he's now he's getting you know uh, not older old but older, now uh, playing against kids that are gonna be eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, he's uh, he, he's made his mark already, which is great. He's he's a, a household name. But what's going to make him, you know, own that house, yeah. you know, winning a Grand Slam. Definitely. You know, and, and, and winning a, a Palm Springs or a Miami or a Monte Carlo or a Rome or something like that. You know, it, all that does is take you to another level uh, in, in not only your popularity, but, you know, your confidence and and your your strength of mind and knowing that you can do it. And and to continue to be on that role, he's got the talent. You know, yep. He he's played a couple good weeks. Medvedev had to play some great tennis to get through. So now you got two guys now that uh, you know that are rising and and uh, found their feet and, and have their have their games in order. So well, you know all that does is make for better tennis in every tournament, which is uh, which is good for the game.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I love Center. I love watching him play, and then I love Med. I think him falling out of the top ten. Uh, not a good thing. I think the, the game is a better place when he's making semis and finals and, and competing and giving us more matches to watch. Uh, so that's... I got a
0: feeling he's not going to be outside that long.
1: No, I agree. You know,
0: I, I, you'll find his footing and, and, uh, and get back into it in a hurry. And, and he did this week. And, you know, I keep saying confidence, Bretter. And, and uh, you know, because, you know, if you've got confidence and you feel, you know, when you walk out there that, that you know, who you are and what you can bring. You know, to that match in your game, and you know, to you know, to whatever situation arises. If you feel that, and you know, you can do that. All you know, that's you know, that's everything. Then, then I say, whatever happens, happens. You win, you win. You lose, you lose. But at least you know, go out there. You know, and I say, you know, that's what I say about center. You know, you got to find that. You know what what it's going to take to get you to that next level. You know, and and you know, I always thought. You know that my best tennis is when I walked out there and I thought I could never lose. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes you got to bluff that. You know, you got to talk yourself into it. You know, which you know I did many times. Listen, you know, I may not be winning, but I'm still good enough to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes you got to talk yourself into that. You know, then and, and but that's where confidence is you know, a big part of it in in knowing you know how good you are and the shots that you can make and in your past history and. The winning of tournaments and beating certain players and, you know, all that, you know, kind of, you know, goes into an entry in every event. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I looked at the draw one time, one time in my life. I said, oh, my God, I've played this guy in the quarterfinals. I got news for you. I didn't make it out of the first round. Mm. You, you know, you know just, I, I just take them as they come.
1: Yeah. Medvedev, uh, live rankings is back in the top 10. So you're right. After his win last week, that, uh, puts him back in the top 10 and I have a feeling yep. he'll be moving, uh, North soon. Uh, you know, the hard courts, yep. he likes the hard courts, not the clay so much, but then later in the summer, he'll start kicking into gear. Um, I wouldn't want to play him early mm-mm. or anytime.
0: Uh, I, no, <laughs> uh, no, I you know. But, uh, you know, especially, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if he's, you know, nine or 10 or whatever, and, and you play him in a round of 16, I wouldn't want that. Mm-mm. So no way. You know, you know, everybody's maybe hope he gets a little higher. Yep. tech, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, her game has been good for, you know, uh, I, I don't know what.
1: Uh, oh, about a year ago now. A year, eight,
0: 18 months, yeah. you know, uh, 15 months, something like that. A
1: year ago, and, uh, a year ago this week, she lost uh, in Dubai to uh, Yelena Ostapenko in the final. And then after that, Mm -hmm. she reeled off whatever it was, 30-something wins, six tournaments uh, with the French Open in there. So, yeah, she's been dominant. Uh, She won last week, lost five games total in I think her four matches, I think it was, three matches maybe. She had one walkover. But she's back after losing two. She lost early in the year. She got beat by Pagula pretty bad and then lost to Rybakina in Mm -hmm. uh, the Australian Open. And so, right. yeah. What do you think? She's kind of uh, she had that time to kind of sit on it, hear everybody say, "Hey, you know, what's up with Iga? Is something wrong?" You know, and then right. boom, she comes out of the gate. It uh, looks dominant in her win last week, and then this week so far. I mean, this comes out on Friday, but she's looked really good this week too. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, some sometimes, uh, you know, I, I think losing in Australia didn't didn't set very well with her, uh, and uh, you know, sometimes it takes that, you know, that little extra motivation. You know that uh, you know I'm not satisfied with that. You know I didn't play my best. What's it going to take for me to get back where where I want to be, or where I should be, or where I'm expected to be? You know, so you know all all that did, and uh, you know, and, and uh, you know I, I I wish I could meet her. I like I'd, I'd love to meet her. Just to you know uh, love to have her on the podcast would be great. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And but uh, you know it, it seems to me that you know there there are certain players that when when uh, bad things happen, you know, they, they know what it takes to overcome that adversity, you know, and, and, and to figure out why that happened and, you know, whether, you know, obviously it's not the Australian open, but she did bounce back and, you know, play losing four or five games, you know, in four matches, you got to be playing some damn good tennis against, uh, you know, the top players on either side, men or women, you know, to, you know, to only lose that, uh, that many games in four matches. So, Obviously she's found something that, uh, that's clicked and, uh, you know, back on, back on her game and, you know, ready for the rest of the year.
1: Yep. She's fun to watch. She doesn't give people much chance. She serves up a lot of bagels and breadsticks out there. A lot of love, six, love <laughs> six, one sets. She's uh, got a bakery hey, open. Where
0: are you coming up with these? Oh, I'm stealing them. Them?
1: I steal them from other people <laughs> online, uh, or people at my work, but, uh, and lastly, in the tennis, just talk to me quickly about Fritz. Taylor Fritz, the first American in the top five. He'll break in, I think, I don't know if it's this week or next week, but after winning in, where did he win? Del Rey last Del Rey, week. Del yeah. Yep. yep. Gets a good win in Del Rey. First American since our boy Andy Roddick to make the top five. What's it like to see an American up there? Feels good, right?
0: Yeah. How how good is that? And, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, you... You know, you could, we, we've talked about it, you know, to the Americans uh, that uh, what's it going to take for them to get in there and to win and to get into the top five and, you know, to 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 find that, you know, and, and, and to, but you're only going to get there if you win, you know, and win big matches and win tournaments and, uh, you know, for him to win Del Rey and, and to break into the top five, I you mean, know, here, here's that word again, confidence. Obviously, that's a huge confidence builder for him. To know that, that he's the first American in the top five since Roddick. You know, so how long ago was that? It's been a while. You know, two, yeah, 2003, 2004, some, 5, 6, something uh, like that. So yeah, like been,
1: Roddick was probably there in like the 08 or something like that. But I, Well, yeah. still,
0: it's been, you know, 12, 15 yeah, years, it's been a something while. like that. So, yeah, so, you know, that, that's that got to, you know, be a good feeling for him. And, you know, now keep that, keep that role going. Yeah. And, and, and keep going out and, and grinding and, you know, uh, working on your game so that, uh, you know, you you broke into the top five. What's it going to take to get to three or two or one or, or win a Grand Slam? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that, you know, I, I keep saying it like that, Brett, because that was really, you know, on my mind, the whole, you know, every day. Yeah. And because I always had a goal, you know, what was that goal? You know, you got to. I always set something that's coming down the road. So you know, my whole road ended at at a dead end at the U.S. Open. You know, I I like, I loved Wimbledon. I love, you know, I like playing the French, even though they gave me the high hard one. And and uh, you know, I I I didn't play the Australian, but my whole year was geared towards uh, what was it going to take for me to be in the best shape physically and mentally to go into that U S open with one thing on my mind and that was winning.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, sometimes, you know, it's good to set a goal. Well, you know, whether it's two weeks in front of you or six months in front of you, you know, what's it, what's it going to take and, and allowing every tournament and every match and, er, you know, every ball you hit that you, you hit with a purpose, you know, going towards that goal. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he finds that, you know, obviously he's playing good tennis cause he won the tournament, you know, but uh, you know, You know, I always say you can't rest on your laurels. You got to figure out a way to keep that going.
1: Definitely. um, It's just nice seeing a a guy in the top five. He's got four tournament wins in the last two years. I feel like with Mm -hmm. him, he's been kind of steadily building. Uh, He works with uh, a buddy of mine and co-worker, Paul Anacone. Uh, He started working with him. you know, I don't know how long ago, four years ago, three, four years ago. So I think Paul has a really, really good influence on him. And, you know, he picked up his first tournament win in 2019. 2020 was kind of a weird year. And then he had a, you know, kind of little off here, some injuries, 21. And then 22 gets three wins. You know, he wins Indian Wells. Gets his first right. Masters 1000. Yep. And then already has the title in Del Rey. I'm interested to see how he plays defending those points. You know, you're going to go in, he's not going to sneak up on anyone in Indian Wells this year. You know, coming in as the defending champ, having to defend all those points. Because, uh, you know, if he loses early, he'll slip out of the top five. So, um, but just refreshing to see an American, you know, with the women, with Pagula and all the, and, uh, and golf, all the women doing well. And then the men have 11 men are in the top 50, which is like, that's pretty,
0: that's pretty. It's been a while since that's happened. That's for
1: sure. It's a big number. So it's fun to see and the future. Looks, looks bright for American tennis. Let's move on to some golf down the street from me, a few miles from here. The Genesis open took place over the weekend at Riviera country club. We've played there. Before, you used to have a senior tournament there back in the 90s. I remember we had some fun. I think it was just an excuse so we could maybe get some free golf that week.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But, and, uh, well, every place we played on the senior tour was at for that reason. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, our guy, John Rom picks up another win, two-stroke win over some really good golfers. The field, uh, the leaderboard on Sunday was ridiculous. Max Homa, who I think owns the course record. He shot 61 there when he was uh, in college at Cal. Patrick Cantley was three back Zala Torres, four back, but he yeah. shot seven under on Sunday. He's just like, you feel like he's just going to win a, a major at some point. Like it's coming soon. No, it's,
0: it's good to see him back. He's been injured and, and, uh, you know, been out, uh, well, I guess since the tour championships at Eastlake last year, and it's good to see him healthy and, and playing good. I, I like him. I like his, his style. I like the way he plays and, you know, he's, he's not a big guy either. And he cranks it. And, uh, but uh, he's fun to watch. But John Rahm, oh my God, he uh, uh, he is on a roll. Yeah. I think he's won four four tournaments in his last nine, but mm-hmm. hasn't finished out of the top four in those tournaments. So <laughs> you know his uh, his game and and his you know here we go again. His confidence, mm-hmm. you know, must be at an all time high. And you know whether he's you know, leading or behind, you know, he's not afraid to to go out there and just you know go for it and. It's fun to watch him play. And, you know, we talk about his swing but Oh, my God. You know, he, he almost takes like a quarter swing.
1: Right. He catches uh, you know, him. And, I feel like I'd catch myself coming and going, like if I'd swung like that. You know what I mean? Like before he gets it set. I mean, he does set it when you slow it down and watch it. But when you watch it fast, you're like, whoa, you know, yeah. it's back and through so quick. And he generates so much ball speed, you know, and in clubhead speed, you're like, wow, you know, it's impressive.
0: But he's a powerful guy anyway. You know, he's strong. He's big. He's, you know, his legs and, and, you know, what the power that he gets into it. It's fun, uh, fun to watch him play. And, you know, but coming down the, down the stretch, you know, Max Homa, you know, his, uh, you know, his game when, you know, the last what year he's had, he had three wins mm-hmm. or he has three wins. Yep. Uh, this year and, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's playing some great golf and Camp and you know we know how he puts he yep. proved that at, uh, at East Lake when he won there so i mean he's uh, you know the you know it seems to seems to me that uh, the you know the PGA tour is in in some some very healthy times and 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 i say that because it's given so many of these young players an opportunity to become somebody now you know and become that next name and, and you know and have that fame and they're and they're willing to work for it and uh you know, maybe that competition with, you know, I'm, I don't know because I'm not in, you know, the deep dive and what's going on with all that. But maybe, you know, the the live golf is, you know, has is, is been good in in some ways mm-hmm. to, for, for that opportunity for some of these players. And and also you know, that more money has been thrown into the PGA Tour in a lot of these tournaments, which is, you know, even better for the players.
1: Yep. Another guy who was up there tied for six, Colin Morikawa, who's always dangerous. And then a guy yep. I really like who I think has major potential down the road is Thagala. You know, he's got a yeah. smooth swing. I really like yep. his swing. I follow him on Instagram and just just so I can see his his videos and he seems like a nice dude and uh, one of the good. He's a Pepperdine com-
0: guy, right? I think I, I so. Think, I think he's a, yeah, yeah,
1: I think so. All these guys are, you yep. know, West Coast, you know, he went to Pepperdine. I think Rahm is ASU, home Cal. So, you know, the West Coast schools be representing, even though maybe not in the football, we got it in some of the other sports. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the PGA is is in good hands because every week it goes from like this week. I think Rahm is by far the best player in the world. But last week I thought Scotty Scheffler was the best player in the world. And then next week Max Homa might be the best player in the world. And then Cantley in two weeks after he rips off a win or two wins in a month will be, you know. And then mm-hmm. what about Rory and what about Justin Thomas, you know, and what about, you know, all these other guys. So it's a fun time to be a golf fan. I mean, I've, I, w- I was away from it following it week to week for, for some years, but, you know, just kind of checking in on the majors. But now I definitely pay more attention week to week just because these guys are also consistent. And it ends up being the same dudes, you know, fighting it out. And so it's really entertaining. Yeah, I like it. What's better than finding quality candidates? Finding them instantly. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates the moment they sponsor a job. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job, and boom! Instant Match shows you candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post it. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Visit Indeed.com slash Connors to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need indeed.
0: I'd like to, to ask if there's been any good questions on, uh, you know, that have been sent in. We haven't answered any questions in a while.
1: Yep, I got some right here. Uh, tried to, no, tried to ask, ask for some different, different questions, not the same old ones that we seem to get a lot. So I know from your podcast you enjoy music. Sting's My Songs Tour was in Chicago this August, and the concert was superb. Have you ever seen Sting in concert?
0: I have. Oh. I have. And uh, I saw him at the, the Santa Barbara Bowl was shaggy. <laughs> and and I'm telling you, it was beyond the great concert. You, you can you cannot believe how great a concert it was the the two of them together. I mean, the place was on fire mm-hmm. and, and they were, too. I mean, it was it was beyond good.
1: Did you do all the police songs?
0: He he did he did a mixture of everything and Shaggy song he sang some of Shaggy Shaggy sang some of his and 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 together they did I mean they I think they performed for three hours hmm. and it was it was amazing it was a beautiful evening in Santa Barbara it's been I think a couple of years since uh, since that's been but uh, wherever he would go if I had the opportunity I'd see but I will tell you a story I was at uh, at an event in L.A. it's uh, it's got to be a number, ten years ago or so or maybe more. I donated a lesson, and and they called me and they said, you know, we sold your lesson. He says, you know, we we would like to, you know, arrange, you know, when a good time for you to do it is. I said, well, I'm you know I'm home, so you know whenever it's possible. I said, by by the way, who who bought my lesson? And uh and and they said, well, you know, you'll be going to Malibu. He says, so you'll be going to Sting's house. (laughs) So (laughs) I I said that's cool. I said, how about that? So. You know, we uh, I went down and and uh, your mom went with uh, with me and and had a great uh, great time hitting some tennis balls and went back and spent some time with uh, with he and his wife and and uh, and had a great day but uh, you know it's I mean his uh, he he is amazing amazing in concert and an amazing guy and it was it was uh, so uh, inviting uh, you know for us to go and come into his house and to spend some time with us and and. Uh, it was it was a great day and uh, i remember that pretty well
1: nice that's cool uh, santa barbara bowl low key one of the best places in the world to see a concert if you've ever been to santa yeah. barbara and have a chance check it out cuz it's built into the side of this mountain like it's literally like a bowl up along the mountain and above it are people's homes and stuff so the concerts don't go late you know they go till like 10:30 or something because there's people's houses up there but man the acoustics and the bowl is kind of just the right size it's not too big So uh, And they still get some pretty big bands and and some groups in there. Sting's amazing. He's one of the few, one of the people who gets sampled. Had so many good hits with The Police and Solo. uh, Sampled Mm -hmm. a lot of his songs in hip-hop and a quick little nugget. Puff Daddy, when he sampled the song, um, I'll Be Watching You, you know? Mm -hmm. For Every Breath You Take or whatever it was that he called his song. He didn't clear that with Sting. Oh. So, like, how do you not ask... You know, if you're going to literally steal like a, a beat or a sample of, of maybe one of the most popular songs ever, didn't, <laughs> didn't, clear it, didn't clear it with Sting. I think Sting was like, okay, and sued. And I think Sting gets all the publishing rights for that song.
0: Well, yeah, listen, it pays to, you know, ask that one question. Is it, is it, is it Okay. Right. We almost yeah, feel like that, he might've
1: just given it to him or something as like a tribute or like, you know, split it with them or something, you know, but you're so disrespectful. You don't even ask. It's like, bro, I'm coming for you.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Um, yep. Uh, that, that was, uh, that was a fun day. And, and, uh, you know, as I, as I said, Brett, if he was, uh, anywhere close, I'd go see him. He's that great a show. And, and, uh, yeah, hope to see him, hope to see him again soon. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. He's awesome. All right, here's our next question. Tim Gagan, who is a better bowler, you or Vetus? I bowled next to now, the- how's
0: he, Now, how's he even know that? What's he, how's that come about?
1: He says, I bowled next to the two of you guys one time in Belleville, Illinois, roughly 1992. You were with your kids and Vetus. That kind of lines up. It does line up.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. We were at Bel Air Bowl. That's right. <laughs> that's well, right. I, I, I bowled the way I played tennis, flat. <laughs> so you know, Beatus had that. He came over his forehand a little bit, so he had the curve down the alley. I I did, and I was just rolling it flat down the alley. I wasn't I wasn't a good bowler. I mean, you know, for me to you know to to break one you know a one twenty was pretty good, but uh, you know it. But that doesn't mean that you know we weren't playing. For, we weren't bowling for something. You know, we always <laughs> had to have some kind of action on it. See, that's where you get all this, Brander.
1: You know, I mean,
0: you you know you. You know, uh, from a very young age, mm-hmm. were, we're around that. And, you know, and bowling, bowling for, you know, for a dollar or playing golf for a dollar or playing some, playing some tennis. And, you know, you can't miss before 10 balls for a dollar. That's where you get all that from. And and all that does is, you know, is put that little extra pressure on you to, you know, make you perform it, uh, you know, hopefully perform at a different level. But, you know, to answer his question, he was a better bowler. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't so good at it. It was fun. We we had more fun, brother. And you know that Beatus was like a part of our family. And you know he loved you know you 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 and your sister and your mommy and 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 me. We were we were good friends and and uh, spent a lot of time together. And uh, we did a lot of things besides the tennis. You know we golfed and you know he came to our house and and uh, you know in Belleville and he came to our house here in California. And you know it, there was more you know to our friendship than than just the tennis and. You know, I, I miss him every day. He, he was, uh, not only was he a great friend, but uh, so much fun.
1: Yeah. I uh, love Vetus, miss him every day as well. We did. We spent a lot of time with him in the years uh, leading up to his, his death in the early mid-90s. Vetus was kind of like one of those people who, if he picked it up, if he started doing something, he picked it up pretty quick. Because he, yeah. I feel like if he started doing it and he was going to keep doing it, he wasn't going to allow himself to keep doing it unless he started to get better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when when he picked up golf, it was like all of a sudden like I n- never saw someone attack it and practice and go at it like so hard and so positively as he did. You know, I remember we were playing back east and you know those days where we would play 27 or 36, you know, at uh, at all those great courses back in, you know, New York and and uh, near where he lived and and uh and we were in the different groups and we were going to I don't yeah. know if we, we were going to stop or we were we were going to switch up the groups, but we finished on eighteen, and then there was like we were the first group, so there was a two, two, three groups behind us who were going to finish, and we were going to eat, or we were going to switch the groups. And instead of just waiting or going inside and, and cooling off for twenty minutes, he's like Brett, let's go to the, let's go to the, let's go to the range, <laughs> right? And so we played eighteen. Well, we're going to go play another eighteen, and we go hit balls for twenty minutes, waiting for everyone else to come up.
0: <laughs> well, when it, when it came when it came time to to do things on the senior tour, Brett, you know, we had uh, clinics and we had ams and we had cocktail parties and. And uh, you know, Vitas was you know what one of the if, if one of the best, if not the best at in uh, all that. Uh, when it came time for you know, Vitas had a cocktail party. I said, I know where he is. Go to the range. He's on the range working on his golf game. Mm-hmm. So we always knew where to find. him. We yep. Always knew.
1: Yep, miss He's him. A good guy. Miss him and love him every day. Love bowling too. That's a great memory. You know, actually hadn't thought of that probably since you know years ago. So thanks for bringing that one back. Last question, and I'll get you out of here. I know from reading The Outsider okay. that you have a love for playing backhamon at high stakes. Talk to me about some of your high stakes backhamon over the years.
0: Oh, <laughs> sure. well, uh, you know, I, I got into backhamon, you know, back when uh, you know when I was young and, and started uh, started on the pro tour because uh, you know a lot of the the guys who were a little older than me all played, so I learned, you know, especially uh, you know uh, Tyriac and and uh, you know our good my good friend nastasi and so i started learning and uh, you know reading uh, you know when i could on tried to learn quickly and, and to get into it i liked playing backgammon and it was a good uh, in between matches or waiting for my match it kind of took my mind away from you know uh, what i was you know t- going to do 2 hours from now you know on the center court so it kind of you know gave me a little freedom of my mind but yeah playing for high stakes you know really uh, you know the highest stake i ever played for in backgammon was in uh, you know when I lost to Borg in seventy seven I lost him in the finals, and i and and I went back to l a and and I went to our friend's club called Pips, and, and, you know, which was the little things are on the board uh, of a back board. They're called Pips. Oh, so yeah. I, I walk in and and uh, I, I see my friend joe and and he's sitting with this very beautiful woman, and uh, you know I, I sit down and and uh, he introduces me. And uh, I, I said, you know what? He says, why don't you guys spend some time? And, and she says she want to play some backgammon. And I said, sure. I said, uh, so I go in and, and, I, and I play some backgammon with her. And she beats me three games, three <laughs> games in a row. And, you know, and this is the highest deck I ever played for. That turns out to be your mama. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> uh, you know, Jerry, And you guys are still playing to this day.
0: And we're still we just played last night and, and there she goes. She beat me three games in a row last night, too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a good introduction to, uh, you know, to me meeting your mom. And, and, you know, and then from that point on, I you know, I, I, I just tracked her down. I, you know, was after her for a year and met her again and and, uh, you know, married her three months later. So there you go. Uh, you know, some sometimes it pays to, uh, you know, to play high stakes and not be the winner.
1: <laughs> High good. stakes in life, not in, in, in monetary terms, but in, no, in no, life terms.
0: No, that's true. I'm, th- I'm talking about in life. Yeah. That's right. You're, that's you're uh, right.
1: That's cool, though. I think uh, it's interesting. You always wonder because tennis isn't the clock. You know, if you're, you know, if you're playing, um, you know, like in you know, Final Four, you know, Sweet 16, they might have back to back to back games at an arena. They pretty much know the game's going to be two and a half hours and then they'll be getting out there, blah, blah, blah. With tennis, right. you know, players don't know. A match could go you know, 50 minutes or match could go three hours, you know? And so they're just in the back waiting, you know, they come out after. Mm-hmm. So players have to figure out stuff to do, whether it's read or listen to music or play backhamming or play cards or watch movies. But it's uh, it's, it's funny because you hate the word focus, but what you're trying to do is kind of take the focus that's going to be on the match away. So you don't have to deal with it like the whole time right. leading up, right? You want to like ease your mind a little bit. And just be like, I don't want to have to grind myself now. I'll deal with it when I actually get out on court.
0: Yeah, that that's actually a good point because there were some guys that uh, that I grew up playing with that that they actually played a set in the locker room before they even walked out to start the match. You know, they'd be pacing and and worrying and wondering and you know, lathering up and you know and, and uh, you know everything was going so be, before they even walked out they you know, they were wearing themselves out. So you had to try to figure out something to do to you know, to kind of relieve some of that tension beforehand because sometimes that's the worst part of it is, okay, you got in 20 minutes, get ready, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the other guy wins the set. Now you're in, you're into a fifth set. Now you got another 45 minutes or an hour. So, you know, what do you do? You, you, you got to go through all that again. So it's a, uh, it was a good tension release for me. And, uh, and, you know, it, it never hurt to, you know, get in, get into a game with, you know, some of your buddies and, you know, uh, create a little bit more interest, and you know, play for something. You play for play for dinner, or uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you're thinking about to you know, put a little extra pressure on it. And you know, all, all that does is you know, get you more uh, more eager for you know, for when that's over. Now I can go and concentrate, you know, on what I have to do, which is my real living, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, which is you know, trying to win a tennis tennis match. Right. But uh, backgammon was a good time waster, uh, and and it, and it still is. I, I like still playing a little bit. And I, I play with your mom quite a bit still. And, uh, you know, some friends here around in Santa Barbara, but uh, it was really hot. Uh, it was a hot game. I, it, it's been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe even more than that years. And, mm. and uh, in the 70s and the 80s, it was it was really, you know, hot. You walk in the locker room and, and you know, you had uh, decks of cards and, and, and backgammon boards and yeah, you pick up one and, and sit down and, and, you know, have some fun. But uh, yeah, I missed that. It was good days.
1: Nice. I like uh, watching when you and mom play. It's, it's fun to see that you guys still break out the board. And I like you sit in the backyard and, uh, and kind of relax at sunset and, and just enjoy the day. It's cool. All right. I'm going to wrap us up here, get you out of here. One last note. Um, Andy Murray this week, he wants, he, you know, obviously we've talked about him before, metal hip and all, uh, still grinding away, playing this week playing some of the best tennis, most exciting tennis uh, I've seen in a while. Wins Monday, comes back from 3 love down in the third set breaker to beat Sinego, and then gets a day of rest, which I think is huge for him because he has a pretty good record in the first round the last few years or a couple years, but then, you know, he he might grind. He goes three sets or something, and then it's tough for him to bounce back the next day. Gets Tuesday off, plays Zverev today, and gets a grueling 7-5 three-set win over Zverev who's kind of trying to make his way back, but uh, struggling a little bit. Thought it was pretty cool. We did a graphic. I was uh, working that today with our, our buddy, um, Leif Shiras. And uh, we had an idea to, to talk. You know, it's interesting that men tennis players, a lot of them noticeable ones, uh, have had hip issues. You know, you have had it. Murray's had it. Uh, other people have had it, but not women tennis players, at least not any notable ones that I could find or, or have heard of. And so we made a board, uh, a graphic, where we put you know you and Murray and Bob Bryan's on there, Leighton Hewitt's on there, uh, Tommy Haas, and then we had to to save room at the bottom for one name. Can you tell me who you think that name was?
0: Oh, uh, it, it, it's got to be
1: Fast Eddie Dibbs. You got it, Fast Eddie yep. Dibbs made the graphic. Shout out to him. So yeah, it's uh. Tell me what you think about that. Isn't that kind of weird? We're, you know yeah. they're, they're playing we're playing we're all playing the same sport, but uh, you know mostly men have had the the hip stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems that that's what's been thrown out there so that we hear about it. You don't hear, you know, if, if it, any of the women have had any. I know uh, Billie Jean, Billy Jean King has had two knee replacements. Mm-hmm. I know that. But uh, as far as hips go, I, I haven't heard of any. But, uh, you know, we're still playing on the same courts and, you know, moving around the court the same and, you know, stretching and, and stopping shoes. and starting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all that, so yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, compared to the equipment today, it's uh, it was a lot different, but uh, no, I haven't heard of any women that have had uh, hip replacements or hip surgeries, but but uh, to to talk about Murray, it's it's interesting because I know after I had my first hip, I, I, there was no way. There's no way I wanted to go out and, and you know play a three or four hour match, but get the three or four hours, the movement.
1: And mm-hmm. and the
0: stopping and the starting and the stretching and you know and, and all that. So, you know, for him, you know, to 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 go out and, and to have been through that kind of surgery and still play at that level, you know, grind it out against guys that are 10, 12, whatever years younger than him. he's gotta be 36 or so now, 37, somewhere or around six, there. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I mean that's that's quite incredible. And and to still be able to come through with some of those results. You know, you, you worry about the first round, the second round. you know how, how do you expect a guy like that to to go into a grand slam and win seven matches? Mm-hmm. Seven grueling matches, three out of five sets after going through a hip replacement? yeah uh, it, it's a, It's an amazing story, but but I, I want to say this. he's a, He's an old school player. He's a gamer. and And I say that with the utmost respect because he knows the value of getting one more ball in play making his opponent just hit one more shot no matter what it takes you know to to get that ball back and and you know when he went with Lindell and Lindell started coaching him and and uh, yeah. that's when his game started really you know understanding that value uh, of that because that Lindel was uh, exceptional at that you know Lindell had the power and and you know the big serve and the big forehand and you know a big guy he could move around the court but he knew the value of what it took to get one more ball in play to make your opponent earn it you know don't give it to him and and murray knows that and and that game very well and and obviously it it uh, even though he's been through the hip replacement he's 35 or 6 years old whatever he still understands what what just what that means and it's just paying dividends for him even at this time so you know you know, watching him play, I kind of feel for him. I'm going, every time he sometimes stretches for a ball or moves to a ball or whatever, I'm going, oh, man, you know, oh, <laughs> how's that feel? Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, he's uh, he's gotten over that because I, I think it's more sometimes can be in your mind, you know, that says, Jesus, I had a hip replacement. Should I go after that? Mm-hmm. You know, so, but, uh, you know, he's gotten through that and still playing some damn good tennis. Good to
1: see. Definitely. Um, I I think you're right. He is an old school player. And that's what makes it even more amazing is that he's not getting like a lot of easy, quick points. He's not, uh, you know, a Fed or, you know, like a Sampras where like if maybe if they had it, they're served so good and they're served plus one. And, you know, he grinds, like you said, he gets balls back. And you're right. He always puts another ball up, even if it's a lob that lands deep in the court on the baseline and resets, you know, or or whatever it is. And it's refreshing to watch an old school player like that, you know, and his mom still is there with them, traveling with them. They went to an arcade and putting up some stuff on social media and, you know, that's cool. And Murray has grown on me a lot. Like early in his career, I wasn't the biggest Murray guy, but I mean, he, this part of his career is, is really kind of cool to me because I think a lot of players would have just pulled the rip cord, you know, and like, right. fuck, I got a hip. I'm already 30 something. I've got all my, my slams and my titles and my, my number one. And. You know, who, I don't really have anything to prove, but I think he just likes playing tennis. And then like, I remember when you were older and you would beat players or you would go deep against a player and you'd be like 30, whatever, I'm 40. Like, can you imagine what I would do to that guy if I was 25? Right. Well, <laughs> you know, and well, I think too. a little bit of him has to be saying that kind of stuff. Where like, he loses, you know, wins a match and then loses a the second round. And it's like, dude, if I had my other hip, I'm winning that four and four today or something.
0: Right. But I'm I'm going to throw this out again, Brett, and we've talked about it, you know, on the pod before, is that there's nothing like it, you know, going out and and playing at that level in front of, you know, 25,000 people and millions more on television, you know, and showing your skills and and just what you can do in a one-on-one sport against somebody who is uh, equal, if not better, uh, better talent than you, 10 or 12 years younger than you. Uh, you know being able to perform under you know that stress and strain uh, and and living that life and having the success that he has has had in the past and is still looking for there's there's nothing like it and and no matter what happens after that you know no matter how successful you can be you can never replace that you know so why give it up yeah. if you if you can still go out and play at that level the way he is right now he may not, he he may not be what he was you know 10, 12 years ago and winning Wimbledon or whatever none of us none of us are the older we get you always lose something but you know for that he still enjoys it uh, and and enjoys the battle and and to go out and and to give those kids that are that much younger than him a, a battle and a fight and, and come out on top you know if you told me that he's playing Zverev and that that uh, who are you going to pick I mean how can you not pick Zverev
1: I thought that too. Yeah. After it being the second round, I thought maybe he'd be a little tired. But yeah, you're I mean, right. You,
0: yeah, and then and then you know, and then the best part of it all is he walks off after winning that match, and he's going, "Yep, what do you think about that, boys?" <laughs> <laughs> so totally, it, you know, it's a, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great. It, it, so you know, Federer played until he was thirty-nine or forty, whatever. Djokovic the same, Nadal the same, Murray the same. Why not?
1: Why not? Because right. once,
0: once it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what you've done in the past, and I, you know sometimes I, I overstate this, and I'm getting tired of saying it, but no matter what you've done, there's always some young guy coming up that's, that's going to move you aside, and then they're going to talk only about him, and they're going to forget your name. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody, you know, in every sport, no matter, no matter how goat you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, no matter how, you yeah. know, the, the the next guy's the, the next guy, you know, yeah. and that's what carries the sport. So, you know, do it, do it while you can enjoy it, give it your all. And so that when you walk off and it's your last time and you, you raise that hand and say goodbye, you got no what ifs.
1: Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. I think you're right. I think beating, uh, beating a young guy like Senego in a third set breaker is gives them, you know, joy in one way. And then, Beaten Zverev, a guy he kind of has a little history with, you know, and they don't really like each other, I think, too much is is probably pretty gratifying. But you said it. The one thing I think that sums it up is he enjoys the fight. You know what I mean? I think he who cares? He doesn't he's not looking to win slams or this or that. He's just looking at the next match. And when he's out there, he's got nowhere else he'd rather be. You know, he's been on court for over like five and a half, six hours almost something like that and, uh, and it's just fun to watch man and it's, it's, he's not going to be around forever so it's, it's fun to sit back and, and enjoy him while he's still here
0: yep good point
1: very good point so yep alright you can wrap us well, up now
0: well, uh, you can follow me at <laughs> at Jimmy Connors on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can follow us at uh, at adv Connors, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you can spell it out at uh, Advantage Connors, uh, and uh, you can follow uh, Brett at, at Brett underscore Connors. Where else?
1: Uh, you, your I Facebook. Do. Not bad. I'm getting better at you that. You are getting good at it. Uh, at your Facebook page is good. That's where we get a lot of questions and feedback, so if you want to hit us up there with topics and stuff, we're, uh, we're always checking it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for, for talking to me, Pops. Go and, and hang with Mom and kick her butt at some backhamming. I'm going to go get ready for bed uh, and go do maybe another Murray match in the morning.
0: That was good. Thanks for the questions on the Facebook, everybody. Keep them coming and uh, look forward to being with you again next week.
1: We'll talk love to you next you, week. I love you, too. Peace.